0: um okay right let's uh let's get going then um so this is i can't even remember what uh episode we're on episode eight we're on episode eight of no gatekeeper and we have the lovely ashley osborne here fantastic lovely photographer
1: oh wow we love so excited we
0: love to see it Um, such
1: an intro well you want to be my new hype man i will be
0: You know, I will be your PR if the dollar is right, Ashley. So
2: you you know, know. we'll work something out on the side. Once the recording of this stops. I can pay you in, like, tea
1: and, like, maybe coffee.
0: Fantastic. Next time in a... Plants. You know. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: So, Ashley has been a touring photographer for Bring Me the Horizon, All Time Low, Churches... Is that right, Churches? No, Paris. 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 It's it's the V thing. <laughs> I fucking wish
2: churches. Am I allowed to swear?
0: Yeah, of course you are. Okay,
2: great. Yeah, I should have asked that.
0: Before. <laughs> um, so immediately dropped
1: the F Two minutes in the okay.
0: It's all good. Okay. It's going to take a lot to offend me, and that wouldn't offend me. Um. And then you've recently done artwork stuff with Selena Gomez, and you've worked with Avril Levine, and you're just an all-round general bit of a legend, really. So uh, thank, you. thank you so much for coming. It's much appreciated. Um,
1: thank you for
2: having me. You're literally my favorite photographer. So damn. this is such an honor. Damn. And I love your work and you're an amazing human. So thank you for doing this. I love the concept and um, just making people really accessible. Cause this is like community. This is what it should be all about. So I'm exactly. really
0: grateful to be here. Exactly. Now you sound like my PR. This is great. Hey. It's a mutual.
2: You can pay me plan. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Every, every time Ashley says something nice about me, um, she buys a plant, so you can see that... Um, They'll
2: just start kind of popping. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so, basically, we first met, we've only met once, and we've met for about 40 seconds, no, not even 40 seconds, I was playing, so not my, maybe about four seconds, um, where I ran past you, um, I think I said hello, um, in the Coachella pit, um, as I was running to the tower at the back um mm-hmm. so we've never actually met properly really we've been in each other's uh zone but we haven't we haven't chatted all that much really mm. so uh yeah, this is
1: like a lifetime
0: ago th- it feels like a lifetime ago i, I mean how long... i was so
2: excited to see you i was like <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> just me like in, the <laughs> in my like black nike running gear sweating yeah. in the fucking desert heat trying to get to the tower my my beautiful English and Irish skin cannot deal with uh, that that kind of heat map. Um, so this it feels is like the sunset. It was
1: very beautiful. It was such a good such a good time. It was a beautiful time.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, this is uh, a great experience for me as well because I get to know Ashley as well. So I'm going to ask her a few questions that I personally don't know, and then we'll move on to your questions, um, everybody here. Um so we've had a few questions on previous episodes where people have talked about moving from their hometown uh to kind of chase a career in music photography or, or you know, the arts in general really. Um I've spoke about my experience quite a lot of moving from a place called Birmingham, which is in the middle of the UK, to uh to London. I she knows Birmingham.
1: I'm in there. She, she
0: knows the she knows Brumptown. Oh one two one, come on. Um and so I, I won't go into that again because there's, there's plenty of episodes where I bore people uh, with that story. But Ashley, um, you're originally from Minnesota and you're currently in a very lovely apartment in <coughs> Los Angeles. Um, so did you w- was that a, a move to kind of further your career or was that, a, was that a just like get me out of Minnesota moment?
2: Yes and yes. <laughs> um, basically, I graduated high school in 2010, mm-hmm. which is... Horrendous to say out loud because what is life? Uh, But yeah, I moved to Chicago actually to go to Columbia. Um, My family was not at all amused by the fact that I wanted to work in music, Uh, they were really not about it. So I went to Columbia, which is like a private art school in Chicago, and uh, they had like every major I could ever want to do it was like graphic design, photography early childhood education, uh, but I ended up going for marketing communications because I thought I wanted to be a publicist. Okay. Um, and at the time, I was, like, running my own uh, music magazine and, like, shooting shows for little blogs and stuff. Um, so, yeah, moved to Chicago in 2010. Uh, my first Chicago show that I shot was Fun at the House of Blues. Absolutely. I'll never forget it. It was, like, the first week of school. And, um, yeah, I lived in Chicago for about six years. And then I moved out uh, to LA at the beginning of 2017. So it's, uh, it's been a real journey. Um, Chicago is like the thing that saved my life. So like Mm. moving there and getting out of Minnesota, I ended up dropping out of school like two years in Uh, just hustling at Starbucks and shooting shows. Like I would open Starbucks 4:30 30 a.m. to one. 1 p.m i would take a nap and then i would go shoot a show like literally pretty much every day Uh, and that was my life for a couple of years and then i finally got on the road so yeah it was like a really good transitional place for me i miss it more than anything i still feel like that's where i'm gonna end up settling down chicago
1: but
0: we'll see was that like a big kind of like cultural difference for you moving from your hometown to chicago was did you grow up in a big city or, or not
1: Yeah, I grew up
2: just in a suburb of Minneapolis, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't super small. Um, I think it just felt really small because, like, Minneapolis isn't really, like, a big market. Mm. I mean, it wasn't really back in the day, so we wouldn't really get a lot of tours there um, and, like, a lot of big music, like, that I wanted to see. Mm -hmm. Um, So it always kind of felt really limiting, especially, like, I remember being in high school and, like, seeing all my favorite bands post that they were going on tour and, like, always missing Minnesota but always going to Chicago. Yeah. Um, so I think I just, like, I knew I needed to get out, and I knew that the Minnesota music scene wasn't really strong, at least in the world that I wanted to be in, like, I wanted to be rock and, like, pop punk
1: Mm -hmm. at the time, Mm -hmm. um,
2: and there just wasn't really a lot of that there, so I knew Chicago, like, had all these amazing bands coming out of it, like, Real Friends uh, and Fall Out Boy and, like, Mm -hmm. things like that, so it had, like, this really notorious pop punk world that I so desperately wanted to be involved in. Uh, so that was like why I really wanted to be there. It just felt like the most realistic place I could go. Because I definitely wasn't ready. Was I, was I was never gonna live in New York, I'm sorry. I know you live in New York, not really my place. Um, and I always knew I'd end up in LA, but just the idea just did not at all seem realistic for me yet, mm. so Chicago mm. was like the middle ground. Mm. Like it was the Midwest big city that I yeah, could
0: go yeah. to,
1: so. Yeah. but
0: you you felt like you needed a stepping stone before you went to LA basically you felt like you needed those years Mm -hmm. under your belt before you moved to to the the bigger the bigger city and the bigger city and stuff like that
2: and I just really wanted to work with bands and I knew that in Chicago I could in Minnesota I was doing like street teaming and like working with local (laughs) rock bands but um it just didn't feel I just wanted more like I just Mm. I knew I wanted so much more and I Felt like that was where I needed to be. It was really scary,
0: though. It's interesting that you you chose Chicago seemingly on the basis of that it had a strong scene in, in the kind of music that you wanted to work in, because I've never I've never really heard that before. Because in the UK, it's kind of like, um, generally speaking, obviously there's outliers to what I'm about to say, but like generally speaking, if you want to make something of yourself in the arts. You move to London, like that's just what you do. You like you you get old enough, you save up a bit of money, and you move to London, and you live horribly for years, and then you make a bit of money, and then and then you can finally start doing stuff. Um, whereas it's super interesting that. I, I guess there's so many different parts of the U.S. that has so many, like, strongholds of music that you can explore. Um, that Chicago really, uh, that you fell into Chicago's lap, really. Yeah, it was kind of like, it was it was bringing you in, I guess.
2: Saved my whole life. Yeah, and I feel so grateful to be in the U.S. because of that. Like, mm. every big city has such a unique cultural, mm. like you know, scene. I mean, and it, anywhere you go, like Seattle, Portland, Chicago, New York, yeah. Nashville, Austin, like LA, uh, yeah. San Diego, like everywhere does. Even like Kansas City has like a thriving
0: city, yeah. You I, know, I mean,
2: so it's like, it's
0: I, I want to spend a bit more time in Atlanta, man, because that shit looks crazy, man.
2: Dude, in like North Carolina, <laughs> like the, the rap and like hip hop scene yeah. in North Carolina is like, fucking thrive it blowing yeah. up so i do feel really grateful to be from the u.s and i've heard a lot of english photographers talk about that how it just does feel really small sometimes and a lot of my english friends really want to move to la and new york mm. australia photographers do like i hear a lot of them say the same thing so i am really grateful to be from the u.s where we can really live anywhere and make a career if, mm. we, if we work hard enough I, mm. I definitely don't take it for
1: granted
0: mm. that's sick and and What was the first? So, you first started touring with Paris. That was your first band that you started touring. And did you meet Mm -hmm. them in Chicago or did you meet them elsewhere?
2: No. um, We had a mutual friend that I went uh, to Columbia with. And Mm. I met, I started talking to Lynn literally on like Tumblr and Facebook in like 2011. Yeah. Uh, And we just became really good friends. And then uh, they had finally gotten their first tour offer for the end of 2013. And they asked me to go with, and I made, like, $5 a day and was doing merch and photo and, like, tour managing, even though I had no idea, like, what that even meant. It was a lot of fake it till you make it, but we, you know, we still talk about that tour all the time, and, like, it was just such a learning experience, and, Mm. like, we were the opening band of five bands, um, none of which are bands anymore. So (laughs) it's it's pretty pretty crazy. Um, But, yeah, that was literally, like, It was just networking. Like, Mm. all I did in Chicago, uh, I was also running this music magazine, and I was just literally hitting up every artist that came to Chicago. Like, I want to interview you. I want to photograph you for this, for my online blog. Mm. Um, And it was networking. And like, those artists that I worked with in 2011, 12, 13, like, they're still some of my friends now. And like, that's Mm. the craziest thing ever. It was literally just, reaching out to people, networking, making myself available, doing so many favors just yeah. because I wanted to work and, like, yeah. get my name out there and, like, really playing the game, mm. which, you know, That's you has got to do.
1: It's,
0: it, it, it's funny you talk about your, your music magazine, actually, because, again, I have spoke about, especially during kind of COVID and stuff in terms of, like, th- there seems to be less and less avenues for younger people to explore now in terms of... Um, mm. Like professional avenues of like how you find artists and how you meet artists, you know, like because my mine was quite a classic way, I guess, of like working for a music magazine and then meeting people at music magazine and then meeting the bands and then la 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 um, But it's funny, yeah, because I I set up my own little music magazine called The Issue, uh, which I,
2: didn't I know that mine was called Highlight. Oh, yeah.
0: Maybe maybe Look. we should exchange first editions.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm so down,
2: dude. It was so cool. I like oh, those are the glory days. Was... I literally was with my friend at a Chili's uh, in Chicago, and we like also the office is like my favorite show ever. So we were at a Chili's, and we came up with this magazine idea, and I was like, "Let's fucking do it!" Like, what have we got to lose? <laughs> and I was like, "What launched my whole career?" Like, yeah, it's insane. It really worked.
0: It's surprising. It's surprising we what can come about. Um, that, that, that that can propel you into into a world of things. Because I think if clients can see that you're willing to, like, bust your ass off to do, like, a fucking magazine that will sell 10 copies, I think it, it kind of shows a lot of worth, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I won't go into much detail about, about the issue, but yeah, um, so, so you went...
2: You have to send it to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, well... Please um, do,
1: I'll send you highlight too.
0: Yeah, that'd be sick. Um, so you you met uh, Paris, and then, and then you've gone on to tour with tons of other bands, um, but then so most recently you've toured with All Time Luck.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how's that been, and how, how did you meet those guys?
1: It was really
2: great. Uh, I worked for them for like a year and a half. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was the coolest experience in my life. They're yeah. literally like the kindest, most incredible people. Mm. And, uh, you know, like one big piece of advice I have for anyone who wants to tour, and I feel like we'll get, I guess, I guess I shouldn't say that yet. Cause I, I think some of the questions will probably be about that. Um, but like it's literally just networking and like mm. getting on one tour and shooting literally everything for everyone Mm. and making yourself available. And like, that was literally like I met bring me because I was on tour with a band called Chiodos in 2014. Uh, And it was an insane job. I was doing merch and shooting and like, it was, it was insane. I was doing literally everything. Um, And I had heard that my favorite band at the time was a day to remember and bring me. Mm. And at the beginning of 2014, I heard that we had gotten the A Day to Remember Bring Me Fall Tour. And I was like, let's fucking go. <laughs> like, it's on. I will bust my ass this entire year to get there. And then I did. I, I, this tour came. And I, every single day, um, I was kind of naughty. And I would leave merch for, like, 15 minutes every night to go run and shoot Bring Me. And then I would just send them photos. Mm. Like, every night. I would be like, here you go. Like, shot your set tonight. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Uh, and like it worked and yeah. then they brought me out on tour and I toured with them for like a year and it was like the most magical year of my whole life so it's literally just like if you care about something and you want to do something just fucking do it because like good people will always see your worth uh-huh. and like that's I guess my biggest piece of advice like I have done more sorry my COVID self right now um <clears throat> I, um, I have
0: don't worry everybody you can't more, get COVID you can't favor. get COVID through Skype as far as I know so we're, 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 we're okay we're, we're all good
1: I know. You, it's
2: um, fine. <laughs> yeah I've done more like favors and like free work in my in my like first four years of my career than I did paid work is because oh, I yeah. just was like so excited and like my bills were paid and i was on tour and i knew that that's what i wanted to do so i was just shooting everything and anything i could um and i remember being so fucking terrified because that tour like adam on was on it and i was he was just like what i aspired to be so i just remember like watching him work every single night being like god i just so badly want to be taken seriously enough Mm -hmm. where i can Mm -hmm. just be the photographer and like not have to do all these other jobs. Mm -hmm. And then finally it happened. And I was like just a photographer Mm -hmm. and it was, it just took me a really long time. And I, I always felt like as a woman, um, I always felt taken a lot less seriously. And that was something that was so prevalent on the road. Like the way that I was treated by some crew, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: um, especially like local crew, Mm -hmm. like people just never took me seriously and like always just thought I was a fan. And I was Mm -hmm. like, no, like I, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Mm. Like I will do whatever I need to do to prove myself worthy. But like, I'm fucking here. Like Mm. I'm here. I want to do this more than anything. And I just worked my ass off. Mm. Like, Oh God, I'll never forget. Like it was the summer of 2015. Right before the summer, it was like the worst few months of my life. My, my best friend passed away it's all good now. But like, I got a call from, uh, Kate Truscott, who's like my literal hero. And she was on Warp Tour production and she like called and offered me a job to like, for like a few hundred dollars a week on Warp Tour <sighs> shooting for Sennheiser microphones. And I was like, yes, like, I just wanted to be on Warp Tour more than anything. And I took it. And then I, I went out that summer and I like, use that summer to just network Mm. and like shoot for all these artists and like make other money and was just like really strategic about it and then I got the bring me tour offer and that was like my first real big job and Mm. I was just like holy shit but it was all the hard work and networking and Mm -hmm. like free work that I did to prove myself that got me to that point so I guess we'll probably that was a whole tangent but I'm just like so grateful and it, it was so much work to get to where I am now and like I'll never take it for granted, and oh, I
1: cool. miss those days. Like I missed tour a lot,
0: mm, mm. so much. I don't even remember the question you just asked me was, but <laughs> that was my on <laughs> Tour. <laughs> um, so, were were you? It, it, it's starting to fall into place in my head now. Was you at the Bring Me Royal Albert Hall show? Yeah. So was I. Shooting. What? Really? Yeah i i was what? I was shooting it for uh, Teenage Cancer Trust for for the charity that it was for.
1: Oh, wow. Because
0: I've shot for that charity for, like, five years now, and I remember shooting that show, and um, so you must have been there, so we must, have, we must have, like, been, in again, in each of the zone without knowing. Yeah, so, that was, like, the
2: coolest, that was honestly, to this
1: day, the coolest thing I've ever shot, I think.
0: It was, it was pretty <laughs> incredible. For anybody that doesn't know, Bring Me did, like, a full orchestra show at the Royal Albert Hall, which is, like, a intensely beautiful uh, venue in in london um it's not very i think it's only like three and a half thousand but it's like it's like a really steep tiered kind of like coliseum kind of thing um it, inside it's so beautiful um and bring me put on an incredible uh, performance
2: 30 person choir most importantly royal albert hall is where spice world took place so for me going to royal albert <laughs> hall was
1: everything like i went to the steps that they ran up and i was like <laughs> <laughs> this is my whole childhood. Uh, yeah, it was the most magical
0: show. That's so funny. I did. not Wow. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. I just played. It clicked into my head then when you were talking about it. bring me. And then just lastly, before we come to any other people's questions, um, you kind of touched about um, you. Obviously, I don't want to get like super generic about this, but like being a woman in the industry. Um, what What did that look like initially? Like what? unfortunately like you like obviously you shouldn't have to but what did you do to arrive at the point where you were where you were taken more seriously um was it was it conversations with uh tour managers was it like conversations with you know the band was it conversation you know, in terms of like what I, I i it's hard for for me to kind of form my question without me sounding uh, yeah but yeah no,
2: you... You sound great. Thank you for asking. Mm. Um, it's definitely something that we need to be less transparent about. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like once I got, I really felt like once I was really established, which was like the beginning of 2015, yeah. like kind of that era, um, more people were paying attention. My following grew a lot, mm-hmm. not that that should matter. Mm. Um, but I felt like I honestly feel like the day that I felt I had made it was like the day that I got that call and got on, got asked to go on the warped, and Mm. it was like, like I, I felt, I guess I just kind of felt like I could finally put my guard down. Cause I remember Mm. that summer, how do I say this in like a not shitty way that summer I, was getting asked, like I just remember, it was my dream to do Warped Tour, and it mm. was my dream to be the warp Tour photographer. And like that summer, you know, Kate asked me to come out, just shoot Sennheiser, but it just turned into like me shooting for every, like all the biggest artists on the tour mm. were asking me to shoot for them mm. and like paying me to shoot for them. And and that was just like the most unbelievable feeling. And the beginning of that year, I had gone out with Paris on uh, Pierce the Veil and Sleeping with Sirens. Mm. And I remember Adam had to leave. Um, and this this moment actually meant so much to me, so I wanna share it. Um, Adam O'Michaels had to leave tour. I think he was doing something with the data to remember. And he asked me to stay on the whole tour um, and shoot for Pierce the Vale. So I think a moment where my, like somebody who I really had looked up to and aspired to be, um, you know referring me, referring work to me, and treating me like a peer
1: mm,
2: mm. Um, was like truly, like it meant everything to me. Mm. Like it literally meant everything to me. And I feel like 2015, I really felt like I am I could do this. I'm gonna take over the world. Like mm. all my dreams are coming true. And it was the year I got bringing the horizon. And I just felt like really, really proud of myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember that so, so particularly like that feeling of allowing myself to be proud of the work I had done and where I was at because everything leading up to that just felt like I didn't know what I was trying to achieve and I didn't know when I would kind of feel like I could stop killing myself working and I think that year was really when I was like okay like I could really do this I I'm making enough money to support myself now Mm -hmm. Um, I don't need to be so afraid anymore like I did it I'm here like it can only go up from here that was like the time I acknowledged where I was and like was proud was acknowledge my success which I feel like for every creative is really hard it's really hard to say that you're proud of yourself Mm -hmm. and like give yourself the credit you deserve like every creative I know really struggles with that um, and
1: I've been very open about
0: that. I really struggle with that. Um, mm. So yeah, that was, that was that was it. Does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Thank you so much, man. Um, yeah. So that's been me rambling
1: to Ashley. <laughs> um, so we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll about, I don't know what.
0: <laughs> we'll move on to the questions um, that I've got here. Um, so I think. Melina hasn't been able to get on. Uh, please shout if you are here, Melina. I don't think you are, unfortunately. I think she said she had bad internet in in Indonesia, so couldn't get on, unfortunately. Um, but, so, I'm just going to move down my notes, basically. So I'm not going to do this in any particular order. Um, but, Katharina, um, if you're there, please shout. Um, if you're not, I'm going to look silly. I think I might look silly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's... Tajmir, yeah, you're definitely here. Tajmir is definitely here. I can see your little, your little circle. Uh, oh. Uh, oh. Uh, oh. Uh, oh,
1: oh, okay.
0: I can't hear you at the moment. <laughs> you you sa- sound a little bit like R two D two. Um. Yeah, a little bit like yeah, good dance moves actually. Nice man. I yeah. like it, man. you man. Um trying to break the tension? Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, can't quite can't quite make out what you're saying at the moment I mean, maybe um if we can't hear you in the next kind of 10 seconds, I'll read out your question for you. Oh, is that better? No. No, nah. still, still big R two D two vibes. Unfortunately,
1: sorry. Um, can
2: you call in on your phone instead of um, T L? Oh,
0: hello. hello. I, okay. Is that is that? Can we? I think we can hear you now. Hey Tajmir.
1: Uh, <laughs> I
2: heard Star Wars.
0: Hey. I know. Okay. I think I. No, I, I'm. I'm going to read out your your question for you, Tajmir. Okay, okay, sorry, I, I, I apologize. Okay. I apologize. Um, So Tajmir asked you, Ashley, um, is it hard imagining a personal life while on tour, and how do you balance? Her. Can
1: you use <laughs> that?
0: There was a lot. There's a lot of audio going on. There's a lot going on. Okay. Is it, hard imagine, is it hard managing a personal life whilst on tour? And how do you balance, I guess, how do you balance your work life uh, whilst you're on tour?
2: Oh, I would love to hear you answer this too, Jordan. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to lie. It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. Uh, I took a really long break from touring for this reason. Um, I, when I'm on the road... Um, At least for the first, you know, few years of touring, it was basically impossible for me to keep a hold of my mental health and really stay in a good headspace because when you're on tour, you're so focused on everyone else and everything else. Um, I don't know if you agree with me or not.
1: Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, I do
2: it's it's like this crazy world and i feel so grateful that i have such amazing friends and family who kind of like pull me out of that world a little bit and they'll be like hey haven't heard from you in a week fucking call me like what are you doing why aren't you like like what's up and i i'm great i need i need that mm. when i'm on the road like i need that pulling back into reality because every day you wake up on a bus you get off the bus, you go to a venue, you immediately start working or you're editing or whatever. And then it's like, sound check, meet and greet, show, after show. It's just, mm-hmm. you like wake up and you, you have a whole schedule in front of you of like what your day is. Yeah. And like, I, you know, I might have like an hour or two free in the morning to like go on a walk and get coffee. And that was kind of my like, my personal time. So I just didn't really ever, I was really bad at setting time aside for my loved ones. And then on days off, Um, I would just like completely fall apart and I don't know how, how anyone does it, but like maintaining a relationship on tour, especially like long distance is so hard, like Mm. (laughs) it's so hard to, um, yeah, I mean, I guess my, my biggest advice is, um, you know, tell your friends like i would always like i said be really open with my friends about you know i need that grounding i need you to check in on me i like i do need you to kind of call me out when you haven't heard from me um and i was really grateful for that so Mm -hmm. i think having people in your life being transparent with those people like you know being able to let them know when you're maybe not doing okay and you like need to talk um and just like you know taking time for yourself my morning walks were really like what kept me sane every day like Mm -hmm. even just that like 30 minutes minimum that I Mm -hmm. would get alone um like kept me going and just like finding little pockets of time for yourself like I would always get like I was usually the only vegan on my crew so I would like go out to dinner by myself and like that would be my time or I would just like find like a like I, I would go like work in a park with my computer like by myself mm. like just finding little pockets of time I think um, really helped me stay grounded and then like at night um, just kind of retreating into my bunk and like texting loved ones and stuff so you definitely can find pockets but really hard really hard balance
0: yeah I think I think you, boundaries I think you touched on an important point there in terms of um, finding alone time uh, definitely helped me a lot I think. Um, but we, uh, I think me and you are maybe speaking from a point of view of, of like a big tour, but I think this kind of scales no matter what size tour you're on. Um, you are constantly around people, like literally 24 hours a day. Like if you're sleeping on a bus, um, you'll like go to sleep seeing someone as you just before you close your eyes, and you'll wake up and you'll see someone straight away. So there's like very, very Minimal time for you to have like time by yourself, and like I've definitely retreated to my bunk like hours before people before just to be like within myself. <laughs> um, I'm I was like raised an only child, so like I'm very comfortable in my there. We go. So we're me and Ashley are probably very comfortable in our own company, basically, and I I find mm finding that time really important for me um again kind of mirroring what Ashley said again like I'm vegan as well so like I would like make a thing of like finding the sickest coffee place the sickest vegan place in the city that I'm in and then like ask there's like
1: yes
0: I've got like a WhatsApp group of like a couple of the guys like who aren't vegan but they're like interested and they like coffee so i will be like yo like I'm going here like don't feel like you have to but I'm going anyway so you know um, but when they don't like it, it it's great because you just you just have that time to yourself. Um, so I think definitely finding time alone is great. Um, yeah, in terms of maintaining relationships on tour, it's definitely hard. Um, I famously didn't do very well of it between 2018 and, and 19. <laughs> um, Cause you, I mean, my life. You, you you're like you're away, like so from 20, uh, January twenty nineteen to December twenty nineteen. I think I was home for about three weeks. So I mean, if you, if you're trying to like maintain any kind of relationship, um, there has been yeah. I, I'm talking a yeah, kind of like a boyfriend girlfriend kind of thing, um if you're trying to maintain that where like you've started out seeing each other all the time and then you kind of, then you're on tour and you see each other for like three weeks a year, it's going to be really difficult. And I think it maybe like takes a conversation at the beginning of the tour and being like, yo, like this is the crack. Like like, you have to ask yourself the questions, like are you willing to potentially sacrifice it? Um, Are you willing to work really hard to maintain it? Because it is it is hard work, like, you know, I, I'm not going to be like all fucking Hugh Grant about it, you know, it is very, like, it is hard work to maintain um, a relationship on tour. Um, but yeah, I, you, you can make it work, you can find the time to do it. Um, but yeah, I think just looking after yourself is good. Um, eating good food, I put on so much weight in America, like I was saying at the front of this, (laughs) I spent four months in America last year, and holy shit, I I weighed so I I weighed myself in LA for Coachella, which was in what, like, March
2: weighed myself
0: (laughs) not for Coachella, at Coachella (laughs) I weighed myself (laughs) and I was like (laughs) Okay, th- this is fine. This is okay. And then I stayed at the same hotel in LA again, like eight months later, after two US tours. And I was like, oh my fucking God, I've bought so much weight. <laughs> this is insane.
1: Sorry, man. Because um, America has the best food.
0: Mate, I, 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 was, I was getting like $20 Ubers from Portland Centre out to like a little... Bit of suburb, some vegan spot in the middle of fucking nowhere to get like a mac and cheese burrito at like yeah. 12, <laughs> 12 p.m. And I was just, I was like, oh, yeah. I wonder how I got so overweight. Oh, I, de- I wonder what that was. um mm. But yeah, so basically, eat good food, talk to people, and find a low in time, I think is, uh, is a good vibe. Yeah,
2: I will also add, I was really lucky because, like, again, you know, this is kind of like a privileged, bigger tour pro that I, that you get but like as the only woman who's on tour I'm like living with the band on the bus
1: yeah.
2: uh, but then usually on days off I always get my own room yeah. which is so
1: sick mm.
2: because all the crew has to share a room mm. but I don't because I'm the only girl
1: Yeah. Bird's so sick. that's
2: like the one thing <laughs> being a woman like when you're the only girl I would always get my own hotel room on a day off and I would just like basically die for the day yeah. so that's yeah. yeah. It's
1: the
2: one pro the yeah. one thing
1: all the, all the
0: <laughs> women totally listening, lovely. this is what you can strive, You can strive for your own room. You
2: can ask for this. You, I asked for that. You can, I would be like, I am not sharing
0: a yeah. room. Write, yeah. write it this small at the bottom of your contract uh, so that they can't see it. And then, yeah. uh sneak it in. Sneak it in there, basically, yeah. Um, yeah. No,
2: but you should be able to ask for that. Of course
0: you should, yeah. yeah. I, I, if I'm, it's
2: a bigger tour, that should just be like a given for any woman who doesn't know that. Because I didn't know that for a
0: long time. A um. woman or a high-maintenance man like myself that likes his own space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. With a girlfriend that lives in Australia, so I have to call her at like fucking 4am just for a 20-minute conversation, so um, no. shout-outs to uh, Rooms by Yourself. Um, so we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll move on to, um, oh man, I do I do this at least once an episode where I don't know how to pronounce someone's name. And I generally look mad. Um, and this one is uh, American sounding, um, but it, I've never seen it in England before. So it, I could pronounce it Sadie. I could pronounce it Cade. Um, I think it's Sadie. What? Sadie Werner? No. Kate. C- Kate. C- I mean, do we? No? Oh, we don't have them We're either? What's going on, man? Uh, okay. Um, is... Everyone bail. No, not. Uh, okay, Christine. Let's go. Let's do Christine. Cody
2: and Olivia are just like, you can ask
0: that question anytime now, guys. <laughs> Hang it out. <laughs> man. All right, Christine uh, Ortiz. Hello. 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 Yeah, it's Christine with a lovely soft voice. <laughs> Thank you. It's like, it's like you're talking that- through a feather.
2: I wish we could see you, but it's okay. It's
0: okay. We like your cherry blossom. It's cool.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so go, go ahead, Easy. Christine.
2: So my question is, how do you ultimately go on tour with an artist? Good question.
0: Yes. Um, do you want me to start on this one, Ashley, so you can you can breathe for a sec?
2: Yeah. I'm having a hard time breathing out
1: of this,
0: so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I'll, I'll speak specifically about the 75, because I guess that's how the majority of people know me on here. Um, yeah, too. I don't know that. Oh, wow. Okay. So in about 20... So I moved to London in 2013, so seven years ago, and... Uh, very quickly after I moved there, so I'd say probably like early 2014, I met a band called Wolf Alice on a on a shoot for the enemy. Was it for the enemy? I think it was for the enemy. Um, at the time, there was like a little group of bands like doing like big things in the indie scene there. So there was like Wolf Alice, Swim Deep, uh, Peace, and things like that. We're, we're, we're doing lots of bits and bobs. Anyway, long story short, I ended up working with Wolf Alice. Um, and I did my first ever tour, like proper tour, with Wolf Alice. Um I did not know that either. Yeah, I'm I, learning so
1: much.
0: I did. I actually did a tour video, uh, which I found on a hard drive the other day, which is hilarious hell- because I am not a videographer by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I am. I. I think I could be a good. <clears throat> I think I could be a good director, <laughs> but I couldn't. Yeah. I can't. I can't be a cameraman. I'm. I'm shit basically. Um, and so I did the Wolf Alice tour and it was all great, it was all cool, and at the time, and still, uh, Jamie O'Born was managing Wolf Alice. Uh, no, he wasn't managing them, he was just, he was their label rep, basically. Uh, they had a different manager. So, Jamie O'Born, who obviously now, uh, manages the 1975 and head of Dirty Hit, um, basically i i stopped working with Wolf Alex after 2015 um and then i didn't speak to Jamie oborn for like three years three and a half years not for like not not because of anything bad or anything just because of just work and you know forgetting to message each other or whatever and then out of the blue i had made a decision in 2018 that i was not going to tour anymore I don't like touring. I'm going to be an advertising photographer. So in 2018, I did loads of advertising shoots and it was great. And I met a producer there who I get on very I don't know What exactly? I met yeah. It was good. it was good, man. I was like I was like oh my god, I've made the same in a day than I did like two weeks on tour. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Not as fun, I, I will hasten to add. But um, yeah, anyway. Um, So a producer that I knew through the advertising world basically got in touch with me and she was like, oh, this is a bit more of your alley, actually, of your old world. Um, We're doing a band that we're working with needs a stills photographer on a music video. Um, I can't tell you the band name until you say, yeah. She was like, I know you'll like them, so uh, I advise you say, yeah. (laughs) I was like... Oh, fuck my. I love
1: those
2: emails. Yeah. They're like I don't,
0: know, I don't know. I was like, I what guess I'm
2: signing up for. I guess
0: I but, have okay. no choice uh, to say yeah, other than say yeah. But I, I was actually doing a commercial shoot in uh, Dortmund, Germany, um, and I had to, in order to get to the shoot on time, I had to get the the earliest flight out of Dortmund um, into London, and then in a in a taxi straight to the shoot. Um, so a lot of logistical nightmares. And then, um, yeah, so basically I rewind slightly. I said yes to the shoot and it was the 1975. Um, it was the It's Not Living video. Okay. Insane. Great. I mean, like I didn't like, I didn't, I mean, I'm going to hold my hands up here. I I wasn't like a fan of the band. Like I knew them, like I knew the band, like I knew what they were about. I knew their crack. I, obviously, like Matty is like a bit of a, is a thing within himself. So I, I knew what it was all about. Um, so I was excited it was great Uh, I got the early flight I arrived and then I don't know anybody on set like the set is fucking huge like the set's like Mm -hmm. 80 crew it is like fucking massive crew and I don't meet the band or anything for a while I see the producer that I know we're chatting la 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 and then the day starts Um, and I'm shooting and shooting and then I get a. am shooting Matty in this like little uh, alleyway bit and um as soon as that, that shot's done, um Jamie O'Born kinda of like appears from the dressing room and he's like, Oh my god. And I was like, Oh, hey man, and he was like, It's been like four fucking years, I can't believe that you're here. He was like he was like, What are you doing here? And I was like <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'm shooting for you, I guess. I was like, I'm shooting for you know, the the stalls for this uh this music video. Again, long story short, this was a two-day video. At the end of the second day, he, kind of put, he said to me, he said, uh, I'm sure this sh- sends shivers up your spine, actually. Uh, the, so the band's manager said, uh, can I just have a word with you outside for a second? And I was like, oh i was like what have i done
1: what did
0: i fucking do <laughs> yeah i was like what have i done what have i said have i offended Inspired. yeah i was like yeah. oh i'm gonna be asked to leave the set. But Those
2: conversations are oh they always feel like they're gonna be bad and they're
1: always great
0: they're always good and then so always. jamie jamie pulled me aside and was like yo um we've really loved what you've been doing over the last couple of days um do you talk with bands anymore now i knew that jamie was like uh at, at, like at <laughs> i knew jamie was at dirty hit so like obviously there's like a big roster of bands at dirty hit so i thought he was going to ask me to you know maybe work with one, one of the other bands on the label or whatever um and i said well like officially no but like if the right band or the right artist come along yeah and he he like said as bluntly as uh, is the 1975 the right band and um and i was like
1: yeah, Let me think
0: about it. I was like, uh I was like, fucking yeah, absolutely. Um and then it just kinda of snowballed from there really. They they were just about to release um a brief inquiry, so they were doing like two like little promo shows for the album. So Jamie said, Why don't you come to those two, meet the boys, see how you get on. Um, you know, like you're not allowed like backstage kind of thing, but like, you know, come and shoot the show and see what the crack is, basically. And apparently they went very well. And, you know, it was just it, it, my whole 1975 relationship has just been a snowball of um, of doing one thing, which has led to another, which has led to another and just gaining more and more and more uh, confidence from those boys. So, yeah, yeah. so That's it's how
1: it works, though, literally with yeah. every
2: client I've ever worked with. It's just like you start small with one thing. Yeah. Especially like the higher profile artists, like them, like it's like this this trust that you have to build, and it's really slow. But once you get there, it's it's like really
1: this like really beautiful it thing. Is, and like yeah. you're
2: nervous, and they they're unsure, and yeah.
1: everyone's
2: like, oh, yeah. and you just like go in and do your thing, and
1: yeah, yeah,
2: get it done.
0: Exactly. I think That's I so
2: cool. I, I'm I, glad you shared that. Yeah, I
1: didn't
0: it, know that. it was it was fun, man. Like I, because I I never thought that I would. Like, a, a world tour is something that had always, had always evaded me. Like, I'd never done the world tour. And I was like, man, like, I really want to do the world tour thing. And um, I remember coming to the end of the UK tour, and there'd been no conversation about doing the US tour, which was coming up a couple of weeks later. And I remember on the last day of the tour, the drummer, George, was like, we were all sitting in the back lounge. There was about eight of us. And we were all chatting. And I'm pretty quiet on tour, so I'm kind of just, like, taking it in. I'm not. I'm not, like, I'm not, like, part of the conversation really and the conversation kind of dies down and George kind of turns to me and he says um so are you come into the US with us and I was like um I mean I want to but I don't know and he was like yeah man he was like yeah you should and then like I think once George said it Matty was like yeah man yeah yeah you should and then like everybody kind of like chimed in um and it's just it's just snowballed from there really which then Basically, it started out from me meeting them in November, and then I toured with them until literally February this year. <laughs> so it's just like, it's been fucking crazy. I haven't really stopped. Um, but yeah, um, I have fucking completely forgot what the question was. How do you ultimately get on tour That's with them? Was... Yeah. Um, yeah, Jesus. Um, yeah, so it's basically just building of, of relationships. Basically, there's there's luck involved, yeah. obviously. Um, there was luck that Jamie was there, but I knew Jamie from five years prior to like working my bollocks off for of, like. I found my invoice for that for that um, tour the other day for that Wolf Alice tour, and I was on like thirty pound a day. You know, like I was like on like no money. I think it probably it probably cost me money to be on the tour. Um, we were like eight people to a hotel room if we had a hotel room um mm-hmm. I mean, I, there was like people sleeping a in the bath day. like four people in a double bed um yeah the, the good shit man so you, you know it's not like i just wandered onto a set one day and was like hey maddie like do you, wanna, do you want to join me to be a photographer you know like it was like a long long that's
1: <laughs> how it works yeah but... what, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> sorry what
0: <laughs> it was this very long like, no,
1: i love that i'm so glad you shared that it's
0: yeah so cool
2: and that really is how it works like mm. it's like i said i met Lynn from Paris online and like we became friends and then years later I went on tour with them and um you know my my first big tour after that was Chiodos. and I had worked with this guy Craig Owens like years prior to that and yeah. like I asked if I could come out on on tour with him to do something and um and then they asked me to come and do merch and photo for them and it's just like meeting people, asking people, like even I think With all time low, I literally hit up Alex and I was like, hey, do you guys have a photographer for this like spring tour, this like little spring tour? And he was like, no, come out. And I was the first woman they ever hired. So I just like, I was like, I'm established. Like, I I can do this. And I just hit them up and I was like, I miss touring. So I'm going to ask around. And yeah, then I got to go on tour. And then I, th- I was with them for like a year and a half. And
0: yeah. Was so rad.
1: So I, think, I
0: think confidence is ask. definitely key, man. I think if you're like willing to be like super helpful and confident in yourself, I think that really helps. I think if. Mm-hmm. um, you know, people are busy, man. If you can put your shit in front of them without them looking for you, yo, like they might just pick you out of fucking pure, like pure, like not wanting to look for anything else. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that's the
1: amount of
2: cold emails. Like I still send emails to people all the time being like, Hey, I'm really interested in like working with your artists. Like this is who I've worked with. And Mm. like, granted, you know, I'm like 10 deep, 10 years deep into my career. And I feel so grateful that I have the portfolio I have. Mm. But like, you know i still send those emails all the time like yeah. i'm constantly trying to meet new people and reach out about new artists and like doing shoots with little baby artists that i really believe in for like barely any money like yeah, i still yeah. i just love to work and i love like my whole philosophy of my career is like based on like like real genuine love like mm-hmm. if i just love someone's music and their energy and their vibe like i just want to like empower them and help them like mm-hmm. i've always said my biggest career goal, like, the reason I'm even on this planet is because I want to empower, like, all the women who, who empower millions of other mm. women. So mm. it, I just, like, it's all based on love. I yeah. just want to, like, empower all these people, and, like, you just gotta have the confidence and reach out and, like, tell people what you're about, and, like, who the fuck cares if they say no? Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I get ignored so so much still in mm. my career, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, you never know. But I've also, like, sent a cold email out and they never responded and then like six seven months later they hit me up and they're like hey we need a photographer mm. and i was like what the fuck like i didn't even think you got my email yeah so, yeah because yeah,
0: yeah, they put it into like a little uh, maybe photographer gmail folder and they're like <laughs> oh we need a photographer i'll go into my maybe folder and have a little look so you know it's worth it you just it.
2: never know like have the confidence in yourself and like have a strong portfolio and like name drop. Like you have to like have that confidence and be like, hey, my name is Ashley Osborne. I've I've done day to day photography for XYZ. I'm really interested in your X client. I love this vibe and aesthetic. I'd love to work with you sometime. Let me know if you ever need anyone. Literally that simple. Like just reach out. You never know.
0: There you go. Now you've learned Ashley's email format. Oh, you can take sure. over the world. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> So uh, does that answer your, your question, Christine? Um,
1: yes, it does. Thank you so much. Cool.
0: Thank you, mate. Much appreciated. Thank you. for. I'm so
1: glad
2: you're here. I love your beautiful avatar. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> um, so moving on, I know we have Cody here because I can see his face.
2: He's like, finally. finally. <laughs> yeah.
3: Thank you guys so much for doing this. Of course. Man. I really appreciate it. Um, i for me, both of your guys's work um, is really inspirational. Uh, I have a production company out here in LA that I started, That's it. um, and it's more film-based, so I'm really in like the motion world, and we do a lot of music and commercial work. But I mean, Ashley, some of the stuff you shot on that rare, like I put in treatments for characters. Jordan, like a lot of your photos, um, specifically. There's one of like a guy and a girl running into uh, oh, yeah. one of the theaters, yeah. and it's like I put that in a treatment, and based a whole like music video around that. Oh shit! So it's like, was it uh, was
0: it was it like um, was it like here's the treatment? Uh, don't do that. See that photo. Don't do that. Do the opposite of that.
3: <laughs> but it was more so just like those <laughs> characters and like sure. the story of like where were they before yeah. coming, in? and you That's know, cool, it's just man. like I'm so inspired by photographers because you guys catch these moments yeah. that tell this whole story and you makes you wonder versus like film a lot of times we're spelling it all out for you more or less. Sure, sure sure um
2: yeah but you but, have a superpower because we both just said that we can't do any video wow. <laughs> <laughs> just,
3: there you go, you're killing it Cody
2: yeah. Um, yeah no I will it's
1: So nice
3: to meet you. but yeah so one of my big questions is you kind of just touched on it um yeah. it was how do you go from kind of having that POV, that body of work that you're really proud of. You've worked to get to that, that aesthetic, that feel, that what you're known for more or less. And then you kind of start to shift to go after some of that clientele that you're looking for. Obviously, you both probably adjust more into creative direction roles as well as being kind of photographers as you work with more people who kind of have these hands in the cookie jar versus just kind of you and the artist. It becomes like you, the artist, the label, Mm -hmm. all these other people. Mm -hmm. And so one of my questions was, one, how do you manage those relationships, those expectations with everybody involved, but at the same time, um, kind of that, that creative process where, you know, as creatives, we love being free, being able to do whatever we want, but when you're approached with a project where it's like, all right, you have a shoot for this, how do you take kind of your aesthetic and your vibe and work with everybody involved in the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great question. Well, man.
2: Yeah, that's a great question.
3: Mm.
2: I mean, so there's a lot of parts to this.
1: Yeah, I will sorry. say,
2: <laughs> no, it's okay. I will say as you, as the creative, you have to empower yourself because if they're working with you and they've already picked you and want, want a treatment from you, that means they love your work and your aesthetic already. So you have to own that and know that you're there for a reason. Don't, like, I always get really caught up in my own head about, like, what if this won't work? What if it's not good enough? Blah, 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 blah. Like, the typical creative bullshit that goes on in all of our brains. Um, I will proudly own that. But yeah, you have to own that they've already hired you. They already want to see a treatment from you. They already want to work with you. They're working with you for a reason. Like, own that. Be proud of that live in your universe and like do your thing um what was the other part of the question or do you want to add anything
1: to that Jordan
0: yeah I mean to be honest with you I was going to say exactly the same thing I think me and Ashley are in a fortunate position now that we will get hired because of what we do we don't get hired you know like (laughs) no one's gonna hire me and be like yo can you shoot like Ashley for me and then no one's gonna hire Ashley and say, you can you shoot like Jordan for me? Because they would just they would just hire the, the they would go straight to the source, you know what I mean? Um, it's very rare. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I have done commercial work for um so I did a lot of commercial work for Sorok, as in like the, the vodka. Um, which was which was like, you know, it's it's, like, it's it's fun as fuck, man. And like I had some of my favorite time shooting for Sorok. Um, but it was so out of my like aesthetic zone, so like I think there there is space to be flexible, of course, but you will mainly get hired um, due to your own aesthetics and being comfortable within that. It's it's interesting actually. I, I I was talking to to not to not to be that guy, but I was talking to talking to Matty a while ago, and he was talking about how he's like so desperate to make like a certain type of music, but like he's in the 1975. So, like, he can't, you know, it, it's hard for him to, like, make, <laughs> like, a, a completely fucking mad kind of thing when he's, like, the 1975 and what that looks like. And I think you, you can kind of get pigeonholed a little bit um, mm-hmm. into what your own aesthetic is. But you are you are the, the master of your own fate when it comes to aesthetics and stuff. You can change that. You're not, like, you know, not from day one that aesthetic can change. Um, I famously moved, not my, famously moved um i i moved from like yeah i i would flick the hair but i have no hair um i moved from guitar music into rap music and i feel they're like similar aesthetics but then like brought i don't know you just bring what's like right for the tone and you bring what you know you use your own creative brain to like what feels what feels right for that and I don't know if that can be taught, I I think that's just like a matter of just like feeling it out a little bit and like taking in a lot of art and seeing what other artists do, Um, not just photographers, but like painters and and directors and and, and whatever that looks like, Um, but yeah.
3: Yeah, if you don't mind me asking, kind of along that line where it's like, you have an aesthetic that you've kind of built and you have this vibe how does that shift over time to where like, where are you finding that and drawing that inspiration from and kind of massaging that muscle so you don't feel stuck? You don't mm. feel like, all oh, mm. right, this is what I do. I'm going to go do it. Mm. Um, and you kind of, you constantly inspired, I guess.
1: Mm, mm, mm.
0: Um, yeah. I guess, so I guess the 1975 was 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 an odd one because I think prior to, to me joining, there, there was... Obviously, like a very heavy aesthetic going on, but they were moving into a new era. And the great thing about the 75 is, is that there's um, a really there's, there's always like a big cut off between projects of what the aesthetic looks like. So it's like you you can adapt to that and feel how it looks like and edit in that kind of way. And it's, it's like you said, there's such um, there's so many people involved now. You know, like when I'm when I'm working with the 75, it's not just me. And the band, it's, like, me, the band, the label, the, the graphic designer, the, the fucking whatever. Um, so I'm super happy to, like, to, to move. And it can be, like, really subtle shit, though. Like, it doesn't... It's not, like... It can mm-hmm. be down to, like, the kind of, like, lenses you're using and stuff. Like, I... The, I started to shoot a lot of the stuff, um, like, live stuff on, like, 12 mil um, for the 75 stuff, and that was coming out sick. Um... And then, like, I don't know, it's, oh, it's such a hard question to think of on the spot. Um, Ashley, do you want to wanna jump in? I yeah.
1: yeah, well,
2: two things, too. So, regarding your last question, whenever I'm self-conscious about a new client that comes in, like, because I've, I've been there and I get really, really in my head about things, and I'm very open about my mental health, um, but whenever I'm, like, super in my head about something, I will... Like if it's a new client and it's like a shoot, um, I'll go in and make the most detailed fucking mood board you've ever seen in your life. Like I will make it look by look by look what I envision it to be. And I'll send it to everyone so they know exactly what I'm aiming for. I'll ask if they have any feedback, any questions, anything they want to add. Um, so I'll just communicate my vision as much as I can with the client and with the whole team. Um, like I had this big shoot with this uh Guy uh Jaden JXDN, he's like this Travis Barker prodigy. He's phenomenal, uh, and I was so nervous because it was my biggest press shoot, the biggest budget I had ever had for a shoot, and I was terrified. And I was like, I'm gonna mess this up. Like I'm scared, and I just like I hired a good friend of mine uh, to come in and assist me, but also help with art direction. Mm. Um, and her and I worked on it together. So you know. Like, I love to hire my friends and bring in friends to help me kind of stay organized and stay on track whenever I'm working on something really big like that. So that's another suggestion I have, too, for you. Um, And then as far as, you know, establishing your aesthetic and your brand, um, you know, this is something I also really struggle with and get in my head about. Like, I I get in my head about everything. Hmm, Common theme. Um, I, I, uh, you know, I feel like I had this period really the last two years where I just like so deeply fell in love with film, uh, like 35 millimeter and shooting on 35. And that really changed my life and like my whole aesthetic a lot. Um, and I also feel like I spent a lot of time trying to, like being really hard on myself and trying to change my aesthetic because I felt like it wasn't Uh, like good enough or it wasn't um like I really wanted to get more into editorial and like press photos like that's kind of why I stopped touring is because I wanted to branch out and try new avenues because I felt like I was literally just shooting live music for years um and I wanted to be taken seriously as a portrait photographer and I felt like I had to really change my aesthetic and in like a few months ago I had this whole conversation um with a friend and they were like well why are you trying to change Aesthetic, like why do you feel like you need to change? And and I was like, I don't, I don't really know. I, I guess I'm just comparing myself to everybody else. And I was like, oh wait, I'm comparing myself to everybody else. And I <laughs> kind of had to like look at my portfolio. And I remember I printed out all of my favorite work I've ever done, and I laid it all out in front of me. And I was like, what are the simu- similarities? Similarities here? What like why? Like why do I like these photos? And I came to realize that my strength as a creative is that I, I feel like I can capture people in the most intimate and like authentic and emotional way. And like, even like, I found a lot of my favorite work was from when I was in a really dark place because I was capturing that, like their darkness. Um, And I guess I realized that I can still do that. um, But these days it just like looks a little different because I'm in it, I'm in a different headspace. So kind of like printing out my work, looking at my work from a different perspective, realizing and really thinking about what my strengths are as a creative really helped me a lot and it made me realize like there are actually strengths in my strengths and like I I do my style better than anyone else does because mm. it's my own and like kind of owning that but like looking at my work from a different perspective. Mm. Does that
1: make sense? Mm. I feel like
2: on a whole no, But it was, yeah, it's important to just like lay out all your work and like look at it from a new perspective. Like I never get my work printed so to like physically see my work in front of me on paper was like really Mm life-changing so like you know maybe take screen grabs from some of your favorite video pieces and like lay them out in front of you and like really look at your work in a new perspective in a physical format and like have a have a re-appreciation like find that re-appreciation for your art because it's really hard especially in 2020 when we're like all stuck inside looking at our computers for the most part. So Mm. yeah, that's like a big, a big suggestion I have. I want to see your work. You have to
1: send
0: it. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. I I just want to add a little thing on the end of uh, Ashley there in terms of, yeah, working with, um, I, I spoke about this on the last episode, I think, I think, I think identifying your weaknesses and then hiring people that will help you in those areas is really important. I think there's a, I think there's an unfortunate, poison that people think that you need to be fucking brilliant at everything and i mean and i mean like and and i'm talking photography specifically so i'm talking like you need to be the best live music photographer the best portrait the best uh like light tech the best like you know like all this mad shit right now the biggest shoots the biggest shoots that i've done right and the, the, the most money that i've got paid i've walked onto a shoot and done the minimal amount of work because People understand that actually, if you can hire specifically and let people get on with their jobs, it all comes together so much nicer rather than one person trying to do a million jobs. So like when I've had a lighting tech, a computer tech, um, art styling, styling, you know, all that kind of stuff, it just helps because it's such a collaborative effort rather than you being like... Oh, I need to think about the lighting. Oh, I need to think about you know, like if you can say if you can trust someone and, and, and you know and speak to them and say, like, this is the vibe that we're going for, I need it to look like this and they can do it for you. I think that's a really kind of special relationship to have with people. Um, I think collaborative efforts. I mean, I'm sure you know working in production that obviously that's the case. Um, maybe I'm speaking more generally to, to other photographers. Um but yeah, I, th- I think working with other people helps massively. Assisting, man, fucking assisting, like, ass- and seeing how people work, just seeing uh-huh. how they operate is-, is really interesting. I assisted for quite a while uh, at the beginning of my career, and it just, you know, how to do or not to do things is, is really important, you know. Um, so yeah, man, I- I- does that answer your question, dude? Oh, that's great. That's all
1: great. I'm I sure. just Sorry. went on
0: such a... Yeah, I know, man. We just talked for a fucking Any hundred.
1: other
2: questions, Cody? you have been hanging for so long, if there's anything else that comes to mind. I know we have to end
1: soon, but yeah, that, I love,
3: uh, I love that's your all questions. Great. And I just, yeah, I mean, I could talk for hours about just the creative and the creative process, and you know we all could, especially now because we can't actually go do a lot of those mm. things. But uh, mm. thank you so much for your time.
0: Of course, man. Yeah, Please, yeah.
1: Thank uh, you.
2: Reach out and send me a really love to see your portfolio especially if you're in LA I've always got clients that we need video for so yeah, send I'm it over
3: see sure. so so here look like, at this LA networking
2: watching, like yeah. for anyone watching too like I'm I love looking at portfolios and giving feedback like my emails on my website on my Instagram bio like I'm always happy to look at portfolios and
1: help however I can so hit me up
0: there you go thank you um, <laughs> thanks so much, Cody. So we've got one question left, um, thanks, who is the lovely Olivia, um, who actually Olivia! Who, who joined first I and I've asked last. I
1: know.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've, I've seen your little, your little blue tinge of video yes. in my top right hand corner the whole time.
2: You know, it's
1: literally
0: been in my head since I saw your room. <laughs> um, blue, 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 blue. Anyway, very good. This, <laughs> this is who I am, guys. Um, hey, Lydia. How you doing? I'm good. Good, it's good. Sorry, I thought I thought we had another mic nightmare, then, but we don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what go, go on. Cracking.
2: Um, My question is, like, what would be your best piece of advice to, like, grow as a, like, tour photographer, especially, like, now
1: with nothing open, really? Well, mm-hmm. like, really little music.
0: Sure. I mean, I, I guess this, uh, the the answer to this is, has changed massively since, uh, like, yeah. March this year. Um, ba-ba-ba-ba. I, I think, I don't know if I'd click record, mate. I think maybe you were in the session, Olivia, because you joined first, but me and, um, Ashley, we're talking about these like little zines that we'd made and stuff, um, kind of back in the day. I think, I think it's about kind of creating opportunities for yourself that aren't there initially. Where, where, where do you live, um, Olivia?
1: New Jersey, like, like an hour out of New York City. Okay. Oh, okay,
2: yeah. So yeah. You're in, like, you're you like in... you know, a good start could be. Sorry, Jordan. No, 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 no it's, um, fine. If you... it's fine. You. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, since you're close to New York, maybe look into artists who have been doing live streams in New York and reaching out to those Mm -hmm. production companies and seeing if they need or are looking for anyone to do stills Mm
1: -hmm. that way you
2: can still shoot live music. I've been shooting a lot of live streams. I'm really grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But that could be something really cool for you to do. Like like I said, just send out your portfolio to the production companies. Also Mm -hmm. venues, venues right now have a lot of um, bookings. Like I live, two blocks from the Wiltern in LA and it's like, there's filming there every single day now for live streams. So I'm sure New York is also insane for that. So reach out to some venues and production companies, um, any artists that you see that have a live stream coming up, reach out and see if they've already filmed it. Um, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. To start.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Let me, I'm just gonna I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read your question again. I'm gonna try and get it into my head um yeah i guess are, are you just like are you just starting out
3: i'm i'm only 14 so i'm like haven't really had that much
0: damn oh. i
3: just got on a magazine like a small magazine
0: 14 that is sick man i i shot my yeah, first a whole show
1: life ahead of
0: you, i shot my first show when i was 13 so you know it's all good um Yo, okay. I'm gonna speak from your perspective. Then, when I was 14, I was harassing bands on MySpace um, to photograph their shows. Um, so I used to be, I, you know, not not as much anymore. I used to be super into like um, East and West Coast punk, and these bands would come over to the UK and they'd play to like I don't know, 250 people. Um and I would just I'd just be in you know <laughs> your version of like the DMs and just being like yo I want to shoot your show like you know because they're probably not gonna have anybody there to shoot it or they don't have the budget to do it um so yeah I it was a lot of like pestering I think it's interesting it, Ashley mentioned this earlier the worst possible thing that someone can say is no <laughs> and yeah. like in our in our world i mean again i'm sure there's outliers to what i'm about to say in our world no one's going to die right no one's going to die if a shoot goes bad or someone says no you know it's not it's not that deep at the end of the day and i know that's difficult when like as an artist maybe it feels personal that people say no cuz of your work or whatever um but yeah literally the worst thing that can happen is them saying no um and maybe maybe having a think during this downtime because obviously i'm speaking more kind of uh, in the long term but maybe have a think about what your projections are have a think about like what you actually want to achieve like and then cause you you will you will kind of find yourself naturally put things in place um to achieve them you know so for example um I really wanted to do a lot more work in like rap music over in the UK. So when I was shooting a lot of guitar music from like 2013 to 2016, I started to do exactly what I was doing like 10 years prior is I was in the rappers DMs, the harassing them being like yo can I get a photo pass to to get in and la la. So you start you yeah, I think just putting in, in in place whatever what you want to achieve will, will allow you to kind of uh, reach those goals. You know, hopefully we're back to normal in like 12 months time. Hopefully we can all look back in like 12 months and be like, yo, that was kind of crazy. Um, but it would be nice. It would be great if you could come out of this period and and, and hit it like fucking, you know, you walk in to the fucking uh, Walmart, you get the vax, you get the Walmart vaccine you're like you feel like superwoman you walk yeah and you walk out (laughs) and then you then you you've got a plan and you're you're ready to go you know i i've just started doing that i've had like uh kind of hold my hands up i've had like a pretty lazy few months but over the past couple of weeks i've started to put like a plan together for 2021 of like what i want to achieve and what i want to do and who i want to work for and what that looks like um and even that's exciting, man. Within itself, like obviously you've got school and stuff at the moment, which will take up a lot of your time. But I think like finding clients that you want to work for is exciting. Um, you know, I'm like you're 14. You're a lot cooler than I am. You're gonna know like fucking loads of cool shit that's happening that me and Ashley will have no idea about because we're old and sure. like we're, we're like yeah we're like olds now. So we we don't get it. We, we like listen to the Eagles and shit. Um, so, yeah, I think be confident in your youthfulness. This sounds mad cheesy, but, like, be confident in your youth, basically, um, and and make a plan for, unfortunately, next year, but, but make a plan for next year, man. Um, yeah. I, that was so fucking long. I'm so sorry.
1: Ashley.
2: <laughs> I want to chime in. Olivia. Yeah. I wish I was 14 again. <laughs> um, but I so much relate to you and where you're at like i was literally you hanging out in my room listening to my favorite bands wanting to work with all my favorite bands when i was your age um and that was like that was me um i'm gonna come at this from a artsy perspective but i i recommend like an arts and crafts day where you like my favorite thing in the world is making a vision board so like i (laughs) i'm just very into like visualization and manifesting literally anything you want so like I would take a day where you um, sit down on your floor and like cut up magazines and just like make a vision board of like what you want to do and what you see and like literally put it somewhere where you look at it every single day because I have mine sitting right next to my bed and I see it every day it makes me really happy it keeps me on track mostly. like I just I'm like a visual person so I just need <laughs> to physically see things Um, So I recommend that, especially right now, just like a good arts and crafts day because we Mm -hmm. all need that. And then also, like I'm with Jordan, is just make a list, like write down everyone you want to work with in your wildest dreams, write down all the things you want to do, like literally physically write it down and put it out there Um, because I did that. I literally had a, (laughs) when I was like 15, 16, I had a bucket list of all the bands I wanted to shoot one day. Um, and I've shot everyone on the list except for, there's like one, I can't remember who it is, but yeah. So just make a list, write it down, make a vision board. Like I love, um, I, I like love Pinterest and I like live on Pinterest. So I I always make like different, um, mood boards for different shoots I want to do, like start doing things like that. That way, like if an opportunity comes up or you can shoot a friend, Um, and you like can take photos of one of your friends, like you'll have this like whole plan and like, yeah, use your friends to your advantage, like Mm. take nice photos of them and start building your portfolio that way right now from Mm. a socially
1: distant perspective.
2: (laughs) Um, and also like document your life right now. And like, Mm. I've been doing so much personal work just like around the house, um, documenting my experiences through this very difficult time. Um, And what that's been like for me on the good days and the bad days. So, like, you know, just make art all the time. Take pictures all the time. Take your camera everywhere you go. Like, I was so bad at that for so long. And, like, now I have – I finally bought my little dream, little point-and-shoot film camera. And I take it with me everywhere I go now. So just always make art. It doesn't matter, like, what's going on right now in the world. But, like, make art for you. Make a plan. Visualize. Make a vision board. I promise it will change your life that's like my very artsy perspective on it but that's what i recommend
0: right now and yeah
2: everything jordan said too just reach out
0: i think uh do just to slightly add on and then because it kind of crosses over from what cody was saying um you're at a point where you can like build your aesthetic from like ground zero man you can like look at Every photographer in the world, and be like that shit, that shit, that's the coolest fucking thing in the world, and that shit, and that's what I want to, and that's the cool shit I want to do. Um, so I, you're in like a really beautiful position of like literal ground zero, (laughs) and
1: yeah, it's hard. rip photos out of magazines.
0: Yeah, man. Just I don't know. Like, I I I was talking to um, I was talking to Louis Brown uh, two episodes ago. And he was like, I can't believe you've got Ashley Osborne on No Gatekeeper. I used to have all her photos on my wall. And like I used to really look up <laughs> to Ashley. So and like, this I think this is what we're talking about, man. I think if you can surround yourself with cool shit and, and what you're inspired. And I'm not just talking photos, man. I'm talking everything, man. I'm talking like I, I was kind of joking with Ashley before everybody arrived. I've completed 20 plus woo, uh, PlayStation games uh, over this year because work's been slow and lockdowns, etc., etc. But yo, I find fucking I find games fascinating, man. I find like the art of games fascinating. I find everything about them fascinating, and that, that will carry on into my work, man. It doesn't have to be just 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 uh, just stills. It can be everything, man. Look at the videos that Cody's making. I'm sure they're cool. You know, I'm sure they're fucking great. Um, but yeah, man, make the most of you youth. Uh, I'm sorry you have to be 14 this year. That fucking sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming, man. Does that answer your question?
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Of course. Um
1: yeah.
0: one one last thing I'm gonna do, actually, is I'm gonna I'm actually gonna read out Melina's question who couldn't make it because of her internet connection, if that's okay. Um uh-huh. it's
1: a yeah.
0: it's a it's a pretty quick um little little pretty like it's a technical question so i can uh, yeah um how would so this is from alina how would you maintain the consistency of editing whilst you're on tour um and you when you've got uh limited hours to edit
2: easy one i don't know if you do this too Lightroom is my life and staying really organized and whenever i'm on tour i use the same set of presets and it makes editing I can get all my photos done in the night within an hour after the show. Yeah. So Lightroom, I you know what? Maddie Vogel actually did a great blog about this where he did his whole workflow. So go to Maddie's website because that blog ruled. And I literally do the same thing as Maddie. We have the same way of organizing our lives. Um, But yeah, Lightroom, Lightroom presets stay organized stay consistent that's yeah. like the easiest way you yeah. do that you're set for life
0: literally um command c command v on a mac yeah. um command c to copy the settings command v to paste the settings onto the next photo on um, oh my fucking god it saved my life and i
1: didn't even
2: know that so wow like, so i need to learn the keyboard yeah command, command like,
1: c i'm old as shit
0: yeah so command c command v it will save your life um set up a filing system of how you name things uh, and you're well away. Thanks, Melina, for the question. Um, I have kept Ashley on here for nearly two hours now because um, I was talking to her before you arrived. So I'm going to let her go very shortly. Um, <laughs> thank you all so, dead, so much for coming. Um, Ashley, if you stay you on mind. just for a second, just whilst everybody leaves. But um, yeah, thanks all so much for coming. It's been, uh, this has been our Bye gatekeeper.
1: Nice guys
0: um we yeah if you just kind of ask uh well i haven't gotten out on the instagram but if you just like hashtag us on the on the insta and the twitter and that really helps and uh, yeah thanks for coming this has been ashley fucking legend hopefully we can hang out in la soon or in london i don't know i hope my hope um
2: guys please stay in touch and i'm so happy to look at any of your portfolios and never hesitate to reach out if i can do anything to help so yeah. i'm excited to see your work
0: Thank you so Thank much.
2: You All right. so
0: nice. Cheers, Thank guys. You. See you in a bit. Bye. Thank
2: you. Bye.
0: Bye.